hello everyone this is cameron marceau with black liver project starting a new project so this is post covid i'm reviving everything because i need to get back into producing the show i love it i want to do a whole lot more and everything got derailed by the bug so now we want to bring it back and i'll be producing more and more as we go the monster in a glass podcast started back in 2013 and it had a first version and then i started working with jay and he started doing the research and to be honest the podcast started because i had never had a manhattan um i was like 40 years old maybe just a little over 40 and had never had a manhattan and i thought that that was ridiculous so i decided to try a bunch of different things and then later on we kind of got into i got interested in the history but basically i got into this without knowing anything i didn't know shit about cocktails other than that they're tasty and get you fucked up so i've been learning as i go and to be honest uh, my researcher he's a librarian he's not a bartender so he doesn't know about making drinks and he didn't know about all the history but we've been kind of piecing the stories together as we go but it was literally a, a process of discovery and so i think in some of the original episodes I think we missed the mark and and that's not to say that even in the later episodes that we couldn't have missed the mark either or as well so inviting uh, a friend of mine mr uh, doug staley he's known as libation legacy on the social medias you can find him out there and he posts a lot of things he's got his own blog he's really knowledgeable not to detract from anything that we're doing on the monster in a glass podcast but we're gonna have the monster in a glass return with Doug Staley, who's gonna kind of flesh out things that uh, as we were discovering them, he's gonna tell, you know, kind of flesh things out and make things a little bit clearer, a little bit more concise and better defined than maybe what we found in our first pass. First episode was the Manhattan. I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make one other real quick point. The first episode that I did with Jay and he researched it was the Bebo. And I believe the Bebo cocktail is somewhere in the 50s of our feed. And, you know, we kind of jumped in and he started doing the research. And we did, I don't know, anywhere between five and 10 before I realized, well, shit, I got to go back and redo all these because the earlier episodes just didn't have good information and it wasn't a very good production. I didn't even like it. So we went back and, and started with episode one and then fleshed them all out as we as, as we went forward. Um, redoing them. And so I get, I think I'm going to kind of do the same thing, though not starting with the Bebo. I'm going to start with episode one, the Manhattan, which is near and dear to my heart. And I want to hear uh, what uh, Mr. Staley has to say about the Manhattan, because I mean, it is, I think it is the cocktail of cocktails. I mean, what do you think? What do you think, uh, Doug? Second only to the martini. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna fight about that later uh, <laughs> arm wrestle <laughs> so the origins as, as what we uncovered was it's basically a cocktail that was generated in the 1880s and i think jay landed on it coming likely out of the Manhattan Club. And he was talking about some different people. There was a guy who wrote a book about the Manhattan Club, but he couldn't verify that, because I, I don't think the Manhattan was even mentioned in that book. 
But it wasn't. No, it was. Uh, oh God, what was his name? It was Waterston, uh, right? What Hen Colonel Henry Waterston, Mars Henry? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was a. He was a, a big wig, and in uh, he was originally from Kentucky. Right? Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we. He comes back in the in the in the the mint julep episode. He was a representative or a senator from Kentucky, and he was hanging out in the Manhattan Club. And he was a regular there, and and then he wrote a book about it. He was also a journalist. And oh, uh, was he? Yes, he was. He wrote. Uh, there's uh, a Wikipedia article on him, and he, apparently he 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 worked for a number number of newspapers as well. So this was his writing background. So that was what we figured out. Were we accurate, or is there are there deeper parts to the story? I think for 2012, it was extremely accurate. And, and <laughs> I mean, there's really no misinformation in it. I, I mean, uh, and, and, and yeah, I, I think you were on to something with that. The references I found are overwhelmingly that it was invented in the Manhattan Club. There is some other detail, but whether it's believable or not, it's not well documented. The documented history and the majority of, of people I've read who were getting feedback from people who had bartended in the 1880s all seem to have agreed it came from the Manhattan Club. And, you know, the earliest reference that we have to it is from August 31st, 1882. There was a, a column called Gotham Gossip, and it was a syndicated in a lot of small town newspapers around the country and we don't know when it first hit but the the first one that's digitized is from august 31st 1882 in the linden kansas leader uh <laughs> linden kansas <laughs> oh wow but, but they were very uh, straight up i mean this is 1882 and he's saying the author states plainly it is but a short time ago that a mixture of whiskey, vermouth, and bitters came into vogue. It went under various names, Manhattan cocktail and turf club cocktail. Bartenders at first were sorely puzzled as to what it was wanted when it was demanded, but now they are fully cognizant of its various aliases and the, no difficulty is encountered. And so by su the summer of 1882, what he's saying is that in New York, at least, the drink was known to... Okay. multiple bars so it can have been but he said a short time earlier the one thing we, we can see is that once this reference occurs in 1882 there are more and more references to it with each passing year and there's no references to it before then at all and was the recipe stable was it the same for the most part across the board yeah, yeah it's vermouth whiskey and bitters i mean there's there's various sources as you pointed out, there were two cocktail books in 1884. You pointed out two of the cocktail books in 1884 in your original one, O.H. Byron, who people believe is a, a pseudonym for somebody who's unknown, who wrote a book called The Modern Bartender's Guide, and George Winter, who wrote a book called How to Mix Drinks, both in 1884. There was actually a third book in 1884 called Scientific Barkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was published by a distiller, E.H. Uh, e. Cooking Company. Uh, the copyright was held by uh, Joseph W. Gibson, but Joseph W. Gibson was actually a publishing company. And they're most likely the people who actually published or printed the book. 
Um, so the author is unknown, but the, the, the recipe is very, very similar to the others. It's basically, you know, two or three dashes of gum syrup, two or three dashes of bitters, and equal parts of some unspecified whiskey and Italian vermouth, which, and, and if you look, what, what, you know, back in the day, you'll see references to Italian vermouth and French vermouth. They didn't say dry or sweet, but if you look at what a sweet martini was, it had Italian vermouth and a dry martini had French vermouth. And so you get the picture that Italian okay. vermouth meant, meant a sweet vermouth and French vermouth meant a dry vermouth. So okay. I think that it's, you know, it's very similar to all of these. They uh, did say to to shake the drink in this, but you know those crazy scientists, <laughs> yeah, and then they hadn't quite worked it all out. Then, eighteen eighty four, it shows up in all the cocktail books. There were very comprehensive books. It was one in eighteen eighty three that had like nineteen cocktail recipes, and it doesn't mention the Manhattan cocktail. And then the next year, you have three books that do. So honestly, it would it wasn't invented in 1884, but it was invented. I mean, obviously, because it's documented in 1882. Yeah. Um, so you see the slow beginnings of it. So it's probably around 1880, I would say. However, as Philip Green points out in his article on this in the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails, there was a reference from an 1880s era bartender at the Hoffman House, uh, a man by the, the name of William F. Mulhall, who claimed that, according to Mulhall, uh, the Manhattan cocktail was invented by a man named Black, who kept the place 10 doors below Houston Street on Broadway in the 60s. Possib probably the most famous mixed drink in the world at the time. The cocktail made America famous, and there were many varieties of them, in fact, of them. In fact, the variety was infinite. I remember that at the Hoffman in the old days, a gentleman would come in and sit down at a table at this party and the waiter would come over and order his particular formula for the party. So there was a drink called a Manhattan cocktail, possibly from the, that may have dated to the 1860s. And this, this recollection from this 1880s era bartender from the Hoffman house, although he's a great expert on the subject, it, it was written in 1923. Memory so wait, what what it is? Eighteen sixties, eighteen sixty. So yeah. he would he would have been a, a contemporary with uh, Jerry uh, Thomas. Jerry Thomas. That's right. Yeah. And, and but you know, there's no evidence of any of this. There's no corroborative evidence except David Wonders did find out that there was a, a George Black who owned a bar called, I believe, the Manhattan Bar that was on Broadway. And yeah, maybe there was a Manhattan cocktail, but we don't know what was in it. And and like like Mahal says, there were many varieties of them. And in fact, the variety was infinite, he said. So we don't know whether this was, in fact, the, the modern Manhattan cocktail. The most important source I, I, I did find was that, that it was in April 29, 1893, in uh, a, a newspaper called the Sag Harbor Corrector. They, they published this article that starts off right at the beginning saying the popular Manhattan cocktail is an invention of the Manhattan Club in New York City, which, by the by, has invented more famous drinks than any other place in the country. And that's 1893. So okay. right there, we you know, that's the earliest attribution to the Manhattan Club. 
for, for the Manhattan cocktail it was 1893. And, and it went on to list a bunch of interesting drinks. Unfortunately, it didn't give accurate measurements for any of them, so we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did have like a, it, a pretty accurate version of, of a specific Manhattan cocktail that used dry vermouth and I think some other liqueur in there might have smoothed that out a little bit. What we run into then is that in uh, July, on July 14th, 1920, the New York Times published an article about the recent sale of the Hotel Manhattan, located at the northwest corner of Madison Avenue and 42nd Street. The new owners had auctioned off practically everything in the building once they bought it, and, and 15,000 lots. And, and the Times described this as the largest sale of its kind ever attempted in the city. The article went on to say, yes, it was, it was a huge hotel auction of all the furniture and fittings and artwork and everything in, in this large hotel. The article went on to say, through brisk bidding for the Manhattan bar and its fixtures is not anticipated, the final passing of the native bar of the Manhattan cocktail is expected to attract many an enthusiast. So here they're basically oh. saying the New York Times that the Hotel Manhattan was the place it was invented. And that, but, that's not even that's not even like like them trying to make the point that it was that's just in passing. Mm -hmm. See, yeah, I like exactly. that. I like that even more because they're not like trying to impress anyone with well, the Manhattan was made here. It's like, you know, just everything something that everybody knows. True, but it really raised a lot of eyebrows in, in Manhattan. And two days later, the New York Evening Telegram published a rebuttal article. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was a, a very funny rebuttal article because they basically posed it because, you know, the Manhattan Club was a political club for, for that era's Democratic Party. They posted in the form of a congressional resolution and I, I mean, this is worth quoting here. Whereas, at first, they, they actually literally not only quoted, but, re, but basically reprinted the article, almost like a quote tweet <laughs> from, from what the New York Times had said. Um, and then they said, whereas the Manhattan cocktail was invented at the Manhattan Club, 15th Street and 5th Avenue in the middle 80s, and Whereas it was consecrated soon after by a reference to it in a comedy in which Mr. Lemoyne appeared at the old Lyceum Theater at 4th Avenue and 24th Street. And whereas the Manhattan Co Hotel was built many years later in the 90s, and this is true, oh. it was built in, 19, in 1895. <laughs> uh, and whereas the 5th Avenue, the Hoffman House and countless other bars were the native lair of the Manhattan cocktail as the as the Manhattan Hotel, whereby it result is resolved that the corroborative detail provided by the New York Times is an example of gross exaggeration, if not pure <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> and, and and then they got so many letters to the editor to, to back them up. That, like a few days later, they, they published an article with all of these letters to the editor uh, supporting them under, under um, another headline. And, and uh, one of them states to the editor of the Evening Telegraph, there is 
was nothing I did not know about my business in the late 80s. The first Manhattan cocktail that I ever made, I shook up in 1887. We got the prescription from the Manhattan Club, as you say. Before that, a cocktail meant any pick-me-up or eye-opener, and that's by a guy named John Walk in Brooklyn. And another person replied in another letter to the editor, you were quite right in stating that the Manhattan cocktail was not invented in the Manhattan Hotel, as the Times says. It was a result of an accident at the Manhattan Club, then of Fifth Avenue, before it moved to the Stort Mansion at 34th Street and Fifth Avenue. A vermouth cocktail and a whiskey cocktail were mixed together by chance. The result was considered so good that it was introduced by my side partner to the members, including Mars Henry Waterston and most of the judges of the New York Supreme Court. It made an instant success. Now, the guy's scientist says J period O-B, O apostrophe B period, on White Plains, New York. So J, J. O'Brien, perhaps, I don't know. So, so here we have all, all of this so detail. There's like all of these corroborating like letters to the editor that are saying, no, it wasn't the Manhattan Hotel. It was the Manhattan Club. And it was just everybody just kind of piling on independently. <laughs> yes. Huh. That seems really like solid in a way, you know, like. By the time I got through all of that, I was pretty much convinced that this cocktail was probably invented around that time. There was another reference saying that it was invented at the Manhattan Club as, as 25th anniversary, but that's not possible because it Manhattan Club was founded in 1865 and the 20th, 25th anniversary would have been 1890. But if it was the 15th anniversary, it would have been 1880. Okay. I mean, just just a guess there, but I mean, it does seem to sync up a little bit that you know, 1880 at the Manhattan Club may have been, you know, the origin of uh, of this drink, especially yeah. when it's first written about in 1882, and they say it's a recent invention. So uh -huh. I mean, that's my best guess. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that really kind of ties things up a whole lot better than I think we left it there is still some some speculation i mean this isn't 100 percent, but like it sure seems like it based off of that response to the to the what was it the new york times yeah new york yeah. times uh, making making a factual error who would think <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the bar flies from the manhattan club decided to to, to, to make it no <laughs> wow okay well, that's really cool. I mean, that really fleshes it out a whole lot more. I feel a whole lot better about this outcome now as well. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, we're just going to keep going down the list. Uh, and next one, number two, I believe is French 75. And uh, you can you can check our work on that one in the next one. Oh, that one. Yeah. I think I made a mistake when we were talking about that earlier, too. So, yeah, I will have to go back. And, and this, I, this is going to be a chance to rectify uh, <laughs> a mistake that I think I made earlier on this one. So, huh. so that, that's a good opportunity. Well, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear about that one next. 
Okay. Well, everyone, we're just going to keep going with this with this little spot. Me and Doug, Monster in the Glass podcast is also going to continue. As of now, I believe we're at episode like 101 or so. And I've got some things to post. Like I said, the lost lost COVID episodes. And, uh, and then we're going to keep doing more of those uh, longer forms podcast episodes as well. So until next time, everyone, keep on thinking and drinking. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye now.